This is the Dad Devotionals Podcast with Dave Domzowski. Each week, I'll bring you compelling interviews that'll educate, inspire, and motivate you to become the father and husband our Lord called you to be. We're a community of devoted dads who want to strengthen our faith and family and live out our true purpose in this life. Please, won't you join us? Just text me at 717-913-5671, and you'll be welcomed into my Devoted Dads community. And if you want to support the podcast, we invite you to purchase a product, a book, or a course in our affiliate shop on daddevotionals.com. You can also contribute monthly at patreon.com slash daddevotionals. Now, here's today's show. God bless. Guys, let's talk about self-care for just a second. We're not getting any younger. The stress of kids and work just wreak havoc on our skin. That's why you need to check out Molina New York. With their non-toxic organic products, Molina is the answer to men's self-care. They have great organic olive oil, natural sunscreen, and organic lip balm. Not to mention organic natural bug spray, perfect for summer. And we can't forget their bestseller for both men and women, their natural deodorant. The founder even told me it passed the marathon test in the New York City heat. Can you believe that? They're a Christian family small business, and the owner is a wife of a U.S. Marine. This Father's Day, support one of our own and ask for Molina New York. Go to daddevotionals.com slash Molina for 10% off your order with code DAD. That's M-A-L-I-N-A, daddevotionals.com slash Molina. Today's guests are Mike Noraki and Amy Parker. They co-host the Bible for Kids podcast and have co-authored The Bible for Me, Bible Stories and Prayers. Mike is the co-creator of Veggie Tales and the voice, of course, of Larry the Cucumber. And Amy has authored 70 titles, including the Night Night Prayer Books. Mike and Amy, welcome to Dad Devotionals. It's so great to have you both. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for having us on, Dave. Appreciate it. Uh, No problem at all. Let's start with this. Now, you both love connecting children and families with the Bible. A beautiful thing. You have the podcast and now this book. Can you tell us at what age are kids really able to truly understand the Bible's content? I would say don't ever underestimate your kids and what they can understand. I feel like even especially even or especially with the Bible, they can they they tune into things so much better than we do. Mm. And so and just reading in general, they've proven, you know, Babies can even hear in utero, and it even helps them develop vocabulary and speech even in utero. So it's never too early to start introducing your kids to these concepts of the Bible. Yeah. And I think it's just story in general. I think we as human beings are wired for story, you know, Mm -hmm. so we respond for that. We see our own lives in the context of story, you know, so introducing kids to the stories of the scripture, the story, God's story as early as possible, you know, like Amy said, I don't think you can start too young. Let's talk about the illustrations because, I mean, I've gone through it and it's just they're just so beautiful. Um, And I I even showed it to my kids as well, and they love it. So how do you hope that uh, Taylor Thompson is the illustrator? Um, How do you hope that uh, Taylor's illustrations in the book will better connect kids uh, with the stories? Yeah, I think Taylor did such a great job. She has such a a kid like style, I think, to her illustrations, which I think yeah. makes that attractive to kids. Um, uh, you know, there's a there there's that uh, just a an an innocence and and a fun and a, you know kind of like a you know uh, just a young kid quality to it. And I think kids will connect to that and then be able to see themselves 
uh, in those stories uh, through those illustrations. Definitely, definitely. And when we when we um, did this book, we did it a little backwards, I guess, from what we the way we traditionally operate, in that we um, we came up with the three major scenes or four major scenes, depending on how long the story is of each story. And then we gave art call outs to Taylor and let her illustrate the story so that when it came time for Mike and I to write the stories, all of the details were kind of taken care of in the illustrations. And we got to focus on the development of the story itself. And then side personal note, um, toward the end of the production of this book, Taylor was pregnant, ready to become a mom herself. And I think that just breathed a whole new life into it, into these illustrations. And she went back and not necessarily because of that, but because of all that she had learned in the development of this book, um, she went back and revised a lot of the illustrations saying, I can do better than that now. You know, this has been years in the making. So she went back and with all she learned and, and maybe with that new inspiration as a mom and went back and, and um, revised some of the illustrations. So I think her heart really, sings through all of these illustrations. Absolutely. And you can really see that. And that, that's so beautiful. Thanks for telling us that, because it's, yeah. it's interesting to see how the perspective changes once you become the parent. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's let's talk about the prayers after each story, because that's really important in, you know, introducing your, your kids, no matter how young, uh, uh, to the art of prayer. How can parents and grandparents use those as they read to the kids? Yeah, well, each each story, you know, we've kind of uh, identified a, a central theme, um, you know, within within the story itself, and then it comes up. Uh, that theme then comes up in a prayer in the end, and you know, the whole idea of the Bible for me uh, is really highlighted in the prayer because the parent is then able to place their own child's name in that prayer as they're reading. So there's a little color coded pronoun in there, and you know, just to, to insert that name as as they're reading. But it really personalizes that story in in a, just a very simple kid friendly way uh, to you know to be able to help the kid ground them ground themselves in that story. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like, too, it helps to internalize the theme of the story. You know, if you look at educational models, when you teach something, you you present the information, you let, and then the, the final part of the educational model is just letting kids internalize it themselves, letting kids sort of speak back to you what they've learned. And in doing that, in these prayers, they're really personalized. Their names are inserted into these prayers that kids can read them themselves or they can say them along with the parent, and it just makes that theme really applicable to their own lives when they see, you know, when they when they speak these prayers with that theme and their own name, it just brings it all together and, and makes it really applicable to their lives, I feel like. Absolutely. Now, what, what's the response been like so far? What, what, what feedback are you getting? Well, we've been getting photos of kids reading, and on, on the so on the Bible for me, Instagram, I just, it's my favorite thing because there are all these parents sending in photos of, of their kids reading these books and asking to read these books. And I mean, if we can get our kids, I don't care what Bible story book you get. <laughs> if you can get your kids to ask to hear the stories of the Bible, then it's a win. Yeah. Um, and so just seeing that over and over on that that Instagram page and hearing the testimonials from the parents has just been so inspiring to me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we hear a lot about just that combination of, you know, the illustrations, uh, the, the, the clear and simple stories, and then the personalization. I think all of those three, you know, have worked really well together and to, to resonate. 
Absolutely. Well, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. When we come back, we'll chat more with Amy and Mike about the Bible for me. We'll be right back, folks. Want to start a website for your family business? Check out Bluehost and get everything you need to start up your own website. Select your domain, a design template, and get the right hosting plan. Whether you're starting or growing a digital business, brick and mortar shop, or you're selling eggs on the family farm, Bluehost can help you get your business online. Plans for Dad Devotionals listeners and RunTheMoney.com fans start at $2.95 per month with a free domain for one year. Go to RunTheMoney.com slash Bluehost and sign up. That's RunTheMoney.com slash Bluehost. Get it done. All right, we're back with Amy and Mike. We're continuing our conversation about their new book, The Bible for Me, Bible Stories and Prayers. Guys, what has changed, you would say, maybe since your childhood in the ways kids are exposed to the Bible, for better or worse? Well, one of the things we talked about early on was just how I remember growing up and and how disconnected um, the stories of the Bible felt like, okay, there was, you know, there was the story of Noah, but how did what relation did that have with the story of Abraham? Did that have with the story of Jonah or, or Jesus? You know, so it's just that there was these stories that sort of existed. Um, you know, so what I feel like, you know, has been, you know, what, what we really wanted to do and what I've seen more and more is, um, is, is these stories in context in a way that connects them to one another that shows that this is a grand story of, of, of God and his plan for humanity and his love for us. And so, um, you know, and I think that's really important for kids to be able to connect the dots between, okay, you know, Genesis and, and Revelation. And so um, to me, that's one thing that's, that's changed since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, and I think in doing that, we, you know, when we say this is the story of us, this, this is, if you're God's people, <laughs> then this is the story of us. This isn't just some ancient story about a dusty guy named Abraham. This is, this is way back when, this is the beginning of our story. This is humanity. This is who we are. And even with all the mistakes they made, God loved them still. And, and in essence, that's who you are, even with the mistakes you make or, uh, God loves you still. You can still participate in God's purposes. He still calls us to do that. And so I, I feel like when we connect that story, we put it in that bigger context, then it makes the story that much more uh, relatable and and um, applicable to the kids. How important would you say that is uh, to the children growing up? I mean, just make having them understand that concept. I, I think it's of the utmost importance. I don't think there's anything more important than seeing ourselves in the big story mm. of of God and his people. Um, it gives us, you know, I, I think today more than ever, maybe people are struggling with identity. It gives us that identity. We're rooted in that. We are rooted, you know, we're God's children. And if you can hang on to that identity from childhood throughout your life, then, then you know, you have an advantage over everyone else. You know who you are and you can work from that foundation. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you just think, Mike? That, just that realization, you know, through story for kids that that there is a God who made us, who loves us, who has a purpose for us and wants a relationship with us. You know, I think that is just, you know, if you, if you know that on a heart level, um, that's going to just be, you know, a really powerful thing in your life. 
let's let's get a little personal. Uh, do do you uh, do your own children act as testers for any new book or concept ideas you have? <laughs> and are they usually fans or critics? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my own children are are, are a little older now. They used yeah. to uh, early on. So I remember, you know, test driving silly songs and uh, and then you know VeggieTales <laughs> stories on my kids. And now my new book series, Dead Sea Squirrels, is based off of my son, Michael, and his friend group growing up when they were kids. But my son now is 21 and my daughter's 24. So, uh, um, so you know, they, they have a, a different sort of uh, critique now at that age. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what you think, Amy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mine, mine just grew up. <laughs> I mean, being my editors, that was that was their job growing up is to be my editors, <laughs> to be my feedback. Yeah. And, um, and so they don't really you know, think anything about it, but they every, even now mine are older too. Um, but even now I still run everything by them and, and get their perspective on it. Just, you know, I, I just feel it makes it that much richer and it, and it always has. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Well, well, let's get into a little bit more about what, what else you have going on outside of the book and the podcast. Um, uh, Mike, you mentioned that the Dead Sea Squirrels, how, how new of a, of a concept is that? That's been around for a couple of years now. Uh, I think the very first book came out in 2018, maybe 2019. Uh, but so far, there are 10 books released in the series. Uh, it's an early reader series. Um, you know, a lot of illustrations. Uh, each book is about 20 chapters, 8,000 words. Uh, so really great for kids, you know, first through fifth grade. Um, and, uh, yeah, there, I've got, uh, I actually book 11 is written. I've got one more to write until the 12, you know, wrap, wrapping up the series of 12. It's a kind of a big narrative story over 12 books. And, uh, so that's been a blast working on. And then over the last about year and a half or two years, we've actually launched into animating those books. So, um, we're, we've, we're funded on, you know, 13 episodes of animation and we're, we're working on that. And, uh, hopefully that'll have a, uh, that'll have a home somewhere soon. And we'd have, we'll have some exciting, uh, announcements about that. Excellent. Excellent. And Amy, uh, as I said at the outset, I mean, 70 titles, uh, anything else going on now? Do you, you get it up to 80, 90, 100 now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, two years ago, uh, I started law school, so I slowed down writing a little bit. Um, but we are still working on like the night night series. Um, I've, I've finished writing and almost mm. finished editing a new title there, and that will release next summer. Mm. And then, um, and it's super fun and super cute, and I wish I could tell you all about it, but it's not public yet. So, <laughs> and then we may be working on the next title in the Bible for Me series as well. So right. we've got those things, those things going, and not Excellent. another, not a, not another Bible, but just a you know, so, yeah, right. kind of a, a companion piece. Yes, <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, I guess we, but you never stop writing. I mean, you're you're in law school. I mean, that's all you do is write. <laughs> <laughs> Read and write. It's just not fun reading. You just um, Loved it so much, you wanted to try a different type <laughs> I know. of writing. What is wrong exactly. with me? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, now I want to get us into the Fatherhood Five. It is my favorite segment of the show. It's it's like a lightning round. So you're just quick answers. First thing that comes to mind. And uh, we'll just play off of both of you. How's that sound? Great. Sounds great. All right. So what is the most rewarding thing about being a parent? Amy, let's start with you. Oh, just so I'm in the... And this isn't lightning. I can't be lightning. I'm That's sorry. okay. <laughs> no, but just the, my kids are older now. So seeing them come into who they are, I mean, you don't see that as much when they're toddlers. I mean, some, you see their personalities coming through, but just seeing them 
my older son live independently. He's engaged. Seeing him sort of being the leader of that almost household, just just seeing him come into who he is. And then my 17-year-old has just graduated high school and just seeing all of the possibilities ahead for him, just just seeing them becoming who they are, I think is the most yes. rewarding thing at this stage. Parenting come into fruition. I love it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking the exact same thing, Amy. So I'm just yep. going to echo that. But I just love, uh, you know, seeing my, my kids uh, happy, seeing their love for God, seeing how that is displayed in their, in their decisions and in their actions um, and in, you know, kind of in what they want to do with their lives. And so uh it's just, it's, it's really rewarding as a parent to, you know, to, to, to raise your kids and see them have that independence and see them off on the right way. So um, it's just been, it's, it's, it's a joy. It's a lot of work. I thought parenting was going to be over when they graduated high school, but I was wrong. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so, spoiler alert. Yeah. They keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Well, the second question I have for you is the, what's the most difficult thing about being a parent? Just the daily, just the daily questioning yourself about every decision. And just, I don't know how you make it without, without having God, without having that guiding voice, without having the book of instructions that he gave us. I don't know how you do it otherwise, but just a lot of prayer and just help me make the right decision here. Help me be the parent that I need to be. Um, and then please compensate for everything that I do wrong. You know, that I mean, that is really the daily prayer and just the daily uncertainty of not knowing how to do this thing yeah. and then just pushing forward anyway. Yeah. And that surrender of knowing that ultimately our children are not ours, <laughs> they're, they're God's, yeah. you know, and yes. I think that's that's great. And, I, you know, and I, I always felt like, you know, when the, when my kids were younger, the physical demands with keeping up with them were, were difficult, you know, just the lack of sleep and the running around and, you know, all of that. But the older they get those, those physical demands turn into kind of emotional, you know, uh, demands and, you know, just supporting them, worrying about them as they're out late and, you know, wondering if they're going to get home on time and, you know, thinking about the decisions that they're making. So, um, so there's always that, that either physical or or mental or emotional energy that, that we're pouring into our kids. But if we, you know, can stand back and say, okay, you know, this is not my, person that I need to, you know, completely care for all that. This is, this is right. That balance. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Mine are six and four right now. I have a son and and a daughter. So, I mean, they're just keeping us busy. I mean, everything we, I mean, as soon as I'm done work, we're, we're out the door to something. (laughs) Our entire weekends are either, you know, swim meets or golf practices or whatever. It's, it's pretty intense. That's oh yeah, they keep I would running. love they... to see six-year-old golf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta tell you, he's been playing since he's three and a half. Oh, he oh. loves it. He loves oh, my it. Goodness. He can already drive the ball like a hundred yards. It's not oh, holy smoke. Tiger better than I am already. <laughs> <laughs> he he's gunning for Charlie Woods. That he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. Sweet. Uh, so, how do you react when, or I guess, did you react? So we could we could play it that way also. When uh, one of your kids did something wrong. Mm. Yeah. To go I mean, different so every many, single time so yeah. many things and 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 different <laughs> for every child too i remember w- with my daughter uh, my daughter was such a rule follower. If she did something wrong, if you, if you just kind of looked at her harshly, you know, <laughs> she'd break down and cry and, you know, like it would be the end of the world for her with my son and be like, what, 
<laughs> <You know? laughs> yep. What I do, I don't, I don't know. You know, so <laughs> so it was so different from each child and how to how to handle that. Uh, but it's, yeah. um, anyways, Amy. And sa- I mean, same here. Um, my older son was very people pleaser, rule follower. Wanted to do what we asked him to do. You ask him to do something, he did it. And then the second one, the redhead came along and we were like, <laughs> oh my goodness, we have to relearn everything. And yep. and basically just had to give him the why behind everything. Like, this mm-hmm. is why we don't make those decisions. This is why we do make these decisions. And if he bought it, <laughs> <laughs> then he would, he would comply. But, you know, with him, he was just so strong-willed. So... Um, so yeah. And then responding when they do something wrong, you know, was different with each one, but I mean, we've had to do Bible verse write-offs, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) things like that, but, you know, also just treating them. I think it's so important to treat, to respect your kids, to treat Mm -hmm. them like they have a brain and can make their own decisions. And if you start young with that, um, then when they get older, they'll show you they do have a brain and can make their own decisions. But just I think respecting your kids needs to needs to be the undertow of all of that. Yeah. And, and just the, the, the love you have for them and knowing that, yeah, I've got this. The, the, the reason we're, we're saying this or doing this is because we love you and showing them that love rather than just drawing the line and saying, you know, don't do this or don't do that. It's like, no, setting that example for them and then loving them through their, their, um, their mistakes and their, and their successes. Yeah. I love it. You set in the example and then give them the space to a- act in there. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the best book on parenting? Oh, I don't know. The Bible. <laughs> is, that, is that the right answer? <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know that I've read any one book on parenting. I'm trying to think. My husband my husband swears by Wild at Heart. We have two boys, and mm-hmm. it's not a parenting book, obviously, but the premises that are there in Wild at Heart, he swears by those and says that, you know, boys' needs come out of that that whole Wild at Heart premise. Um, Mm. And so he does swear by that book, but, but really it's been a lot of prayer, a lot of um, seeking, a lot of, you know, reading the Bible. It does give you some basic premises for parenting, but I don't know that there's anyone that I've read that I would swear by. (laughs) And I, I, you know, for, especially in the early years, I really leaned hard on my wife, Lisa, who is a early childhood educator. So she's had a lot of, you know, theory around, you know, children, developmental stages. Yeah. 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 But it's so funny, but when, you know, so when they were young, but when they grew up, you know, when they got older, she was like, okay, I'm lost now. What do we do? (laughs) So I don't know either. (laughs) Uh, Just a side note, you just got me thinking, I mean, did talking with your wife influence some of the things you did with veggie tales? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's no going uh, just, you know, from lessons to just, just general, you know, what she brought into my life as a person, you know, um, she's native Spanish speaking, you know, so all of the, you know, I've got the dance of the cucumber poster behind me (laughs) that we wrote (laughs) together and, and, uh, you know, just the way, you know, being involved with her and her culture has influenced my storytelling. And so, um, yeah, so no, that's been, it's just been so wonderful. And I would show, you know, you know, as I was writing scripts and developing stories, bouncing those off of her as well as my kids. Um, and you know, she'd always have, you know, really great points to, to add. Very and cool. the, I'm always interested in the creative process. Yeah, yeah, and in the Dead Sea Squirrels as well. Michael's last name is 
It's Gomez. Yeah. Which Gomez, is, you know, yeah. yeah. Which is my wife's uh, maiden name. So, uh, yeah. you know, kind of bringing that, you know, family dynamic in, I think is, is great for all writers just to kind of write what, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I love that. Uh, all right. Last one, last one name, a Bible verse you're meditating on lately. Mm. The joy of the Lord is my strength. <laughs> That's been it for the last probably couple of years. But yeah, when I when I am struggling and, you know, there's a lot going on and um, I just remember that, you know, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Just just basking in him keeps me strong and I can, you know, find joy in him when everything else is is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And mine is similar. You know, my, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made strong in weakness. You know, the second Corinthians verse, um, uh, just, just knowing that it is not up to me, you know, as a parent or as anything, you know, it's, 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 I can, I can lean on God and and rely on him and his grace and his strength, um, for, for everything in life. Beautiful stuff, guys. Thank you so much for that. I, you know, I guess maybe I should rename it more of a conversation round because that was awesome. Forget <laughs> the lightning part. Yeah. That was great. I, We're I really writers. We don't do lightning. We- <laughs> that, is, that is quite all right. Description. and Yeah. <laughs> I, I am more than happy to be humble and adapt. That's, that's what I'm about here on the podcast. All right. Well, we are just about out of time. But before we go, tell us about the Buy One, Give One program with the Salvation Army and how we can grab a copy of the book. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Amy. Uh, well, I was just going to say um, the buy one, give one is bigger than anything we could have dreamed or asked for. Um, but our agent, Dan Lynch, approached Caleb with this concept, and he's tried it several times before with other publishers. And he approached Caleb with it, and they immediately, like within 24 hours, said, oh, yes, we have donors standing by waiting to just give to something like this, this powerful. And then they partnered with um, the Salvation Army and the Salvation Army is going to help find those families who can use a copy of the book. And so for every copy that you purchase, people, every copy that you purchase, another copy goes to a family in need. So not only are you gifting your own family with these Bible stories um, that just will help to internalize the Word of God for your kids, you're also sending that gift to a family who otherwise may not be able to, you know, spend $20 on a Bible storybook for their kids. That's just, just increases the impact that much more. Absolutely. Mike, were you going to say something? Yeah, I, not really much to add to that. You know, it's just an incredible opportunity and I just feel so um, appreciative to, to Caleb in standing behind this and, uh, and to the, the Salvation Army for, for doing the work on the ground to, to get these books out. And, um, and it's not, you know, they're, they're the, the exact same book. It's not like a cheap knockoff that goes off for free. It's, it's the exact book. Um, and it's just a, a, an incredible um, commitment um, from Caleb to be able to provide that. And we're, we're so appreciative of that. No, that, that's beautiful. That's, and that's the message of the Bible. You know, you're, 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 you learn about what it, what it means to be of the Lord, and then you go and share that with the world. So it's just a beautiful sentiment. I love it. Yes. And we would not be doing our job here if we didn't tell you where to find it. So please do. <laughs> so you can go to uh, either the Bible for me or the Bible for kids.com. Both of those websites will feed you to where you can find uh, the Bible for me, Bible stories and prayers. Perfect. Well, the book is The Bible for Me, and we just spoke with uh, Mike and Amy. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was wonderful. Um, Thank you. Thanks for spending time with us. David, thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Definitely. Well, may God grant you many blessed years and continue to touch in the lives of children and families throughout the world. And take care. We look forward to great things. 
Thank, Thank you. you. God bless. Hey, dads. Are you responsible for your household or business finances? If so, check out my website, runthemoney.com. Run the Money is the place for money management tips for saving more, paying off debt, and budgeting. I also give you ideas and information for starting a side business. If you're in between jobs or need a way to get a better handle on your family's money, go to runthemoney.com for free articles on money management. That's runthemoney.com, R-U-N-T-H-E-M-O-N-E-Y, all one word, runthemoney.com. I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to Dad Devotionals. Be sure to text me at 717-913-5671 to join the Devoted Dads community. Do me a favor and share this episode with at least one other person who could benefit. Until next time, take care and God bless.